Fran fam, what's going on? Listen, before we start this podcast episode, I have a very, very small favor to ask of each and every single one of you guys. I appreciate the support that all of you have been showing for the podcast up until this point, but we want to try and get these episodes out to as many people as possible. And how we do that on the audio side is by leaving a review and dropping a five-star rating. So if you've been a consistent listener of the pod, please, before we get this episode started, it only takes a couple of seconds, leave a review. It could be a two-word, three-word, four-word review or just leave a rating do something to get the word out so that we can get the marvin francois show to more listeners moving forward outside of that love you guys appreciate the support but without further ado let's get into this episode as a ceo if we all worked nine to fives and if you haven't worked at a nine to five just think about this so ceo he maybe at one point he did do your job mm-hmm. maybe 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 not. most of the time <laughs> they have never done your job so if you call out today mm-hmm. will the ceo leave their office and come sit in your seat and do your job today mm-hmm. absolutely not so why can't we think about that as being a business owner mm-hmm. and an entrepreneur as a ceo is like we don't have to be able to we don't have to do everything and keep everything to ourselves mm-hmm. so let me tell you what happened after we left the business so oh, our sorry. daughter was born mm-hmm. we hired an operations manager and the very next month we had the highest month in the business ever Ever. Crazy. <laughs> the very next month. Crazy. We released the reins. We allowed her. We allowed her control. That was amazing. And that was it. Fifty <laughs> percent of businesses fail within the first five years, and thirty-eight percent of those businesses fail due to lack of access to capital. But a hundred percent of business owners who are watching this aren't gonna have that issue because I'm about to teach y'all how to bankroll your business. What's going on, family? My name is Marvin Francois, and back in 2020, I was a new entrepreneur with little to no idea on how I was gonna build my first successful business. But fast forward a couple of years later, I've been able to build multiple successful six-figure businesses by leveraging business credit. And today, I want to give entrepreneurs the game on how they can do the same. So this Thursday, I'm going to be hosting my free Bankroll Your Business Masterclass, where I'm going to teach you how to go from having bad personal credit and little to no business funding to having perfect personal credit and access to a minimum of $50,000 in funding for your business. Spots are going fast and the clock is ticking. So if you haven't already, click the link above or below this video to secure your seat. And I'll see y'all on Thursday. Peace. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, this is the Marvin Francois Show, your number one source for all things business, finance, and investing. And today huh, is a very special day because our guests today are the owners and founders of the Cleaning Business University. They've been featured on Good Morning America, Fox News, Black Enterprise, CNBC, Business Insider, and the Dallas Morning News. And if you're wondering why, it's because they've been able to scale their cleaning business to seven figures while teaching other entrepreneurs who have come through their program to do the same which has resulted in graduates from their program doing a collective $7.8 million in revenue and counting. And if that wasn't enough, they've also made TMFS history because for the first time ever on the show, ladies and gentlemen, we got a married couple, so you know I got some questions. You know I got some questions, all right? Hailing from Dallas, Texas, by way of Brooklyn, New York, I'm here with the one, the only... Anthony and Janilka Hartzog, aka the Hartzogs. What's going on, family? How are you? Hello, What's we up? are What's good. Up? Thank you for the introduction. Most definitely. <laughs> you know, I had to, I had to. Can I just add one thing? Let's do it. Our students have done over ten million now. Okay, my bad. Let, let me correct myself. <laughs> no, my bad. Let me correct myself. I gotta, I gotta get my numbers together. Go ahead, Sam. I'm messing. <laughs> How are y'all, man? How's everything? We are good. Good Happy and blessed. Yeah. Fantastic. Very excited to have you guys on. I've been following you from afar for some time now, mm-hmm. and just 
learning more about your journey, what you do, and the transformation that you guys have instilled in a lot of different entrepreneurs' lives across the country with this cleaning business, right? Yes. I, I said, listen, I would be remiss if I didn't bring y'all on here to give the game on top of game to my people as well. So I'm extremely excited to get into it, right? And I know I did, I did an okay job introducing you guys, right? But nobody knows the heart dogs better than the heart dogs. So for those who aren't familiar, let's get them a little bit familiar. Uh, who exactly are Anthony and Janoka heart dog? You start? Are you want me to start? <laughs> okay. So um, I'm going to speak about myself and then he can talk about himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. let's okay, do it. Okay, cool. So <laughs> I'm Janoka from Brooklyn, New York, living in Dallas, Texas for the past seven years. We've also been married for seven years. We have a beautiful daughter that's 18 months. I am a licensed mental health therapist. And Dope. so I'm licensed in New York and Texas. And I still work a nine to five. And um, we started out in this social media world and people knowing us from us paying off our debt. Mm -hmm. We paid off $114,000 of debt in 23 months. And we started the cleaning business without cleaning any homes mm -hmm. while paying off the debt. So that is how we got into the entrepreneurial world. So yeah. I think that's 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 the summary of me. <laughs> and I'm Anthony. Uh, so I was a former IT worker. I worked in uh, information technology as a director for a a firm that did technology for hedge funds and private equities. I was there for 10 years, been in IT for a total of 15 years, left my nine to five job almost two years ago. Mm -hmm. And it was on the cusp of the pandemic when everyone was a uh, pandemicpreneur. And we realized that we've been doing this cleaning business thing for seven years now successfully. Mm -hmm. So we felt like it was time for us to kind of go all in, start teaching people more of what we know, but then also focus on ourselves and our family more versus trying to build something for someone else. Uh, one thing about us, as you'll learn throughout this interview, is that we will never tell anyone to quit their jobs. Our goal is to help people have options for their lives so that they can choose to do what they want, when they want, with whoever they want. So mm -hmm. that's us. I love it. I love it. Now, mm -hmm. we're going, we going, there's a lot to unpack there from the 114000 uh -huh. to, you know, the balance in entrepreneurship and business and, uh, and having the nine to five. We're going to get into all that. Let's take a couple steps back, though. Obviously, like I said, this is, this is TMFS history. I've never had a married couple on here before, <laughs> right? I'm interested to know how exactly did you guys meet? Talk a little bit about that. Okay. So, um, like we said, we're from Brooklyn. We're from the projects. And mm -hmm. we lived in the same building. So okay. we've known each other actually for over 20-something years. Crazy. Okay. <laughs> so, we met by, um, like I said, going outside, essentially. He lived on the fourth floor. I lived on the sixth floor. And uh, we dated in high school. When he went to college, we separated. And then we got back together once I graduated mm -hmm. college. So that was how we met each other on the block. Gotcha. On the block. <laughs> Literally. On, on the, the stoop. Yeah. What, 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 what part of Brooklyn? Um, near Canarsie. Ooh, that's my yeah, yeah, You know yeah. what I'm saying? Okay. Very, very fantastic. Right we're um, we're um, in Glenwood Projects, across from South Shore. Oh, y'all was right there. I'm from, uh, yeah. I live right by CV Park. Okay. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Listen, for y'all who are watching, uh, listen, <laughs> this, this is a Brooklyn thing. It's a flossy thing. You understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But essentially, got you guys met um, living in the same building, mm -hmm. um, started dating, and dating for how long, and then got been married for how long, exactly? So um, we started dating, we were... You were 13 and I was maybe 15? No, I think he means when we became adults. You mean from then? I mean, or? you can give me give me the whole timeline. Give me the whole timeline. Oh, I don't we even remember back we then. We dated back when we was like literally in high school. In high school so gotcha. 13 to 15. Gotcha. Um, mm -hmm. Around that age. And then we started dating again, probably like 24, 25. Mm -hmm. Around. Mm, no, maybe 23. <laughs> 24 <laughs> is right next to 23. Gotcha. Yeah. So yeah. we were dating around that time. Mm -hmm. And then we got engaged in 20, 2012. 
2012. Yeah. 2012. Yeah, so we dated for maybe about two years. Dope. And then got engaged. And then our engagement was close to two years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then long got married. Engagement. Long engagement. Yeah. Married in 2016. It was a long engagement because we were paying for it. We didn't put yeah. it on cards or anything. We paid for it. Um, parents helped out as well, but we wanted to pay it and not have any debt. So right. it was a long engagement for that. So yeah, then got married in 2016 and yeah, seven years in. Seven years in, still mm-hmm. rocking, still rolling. Okay. <laughs> so now from there, now we talk about, you know, once again, you guys' specialty is the cleaning business, right? Mm-hmm. I'm curious to know how this came to be because in this entrepreneurial landscape, you have people that are in trucking, you have people that are in e-commerce, I'm in credit, right? That's another popular space, cryptocurrency, the car rental space, the list goes on and on, right? All these very glitzy and glamorous-ish businesses. How did you guys find yourself stumbling into the cleaning business space? Where did that come from? And let's just say, I'm going to let him talk on it. We did do the car. We we were doing Turo um, before it was a thing, if you will. Okay. Like we were doing it in 2016, 2017 Mm -hmm. when we had just got a car. And he tried to do trucking, and I shut that down. <laughs> Why'd you shut it down? <laughs> Look at him nodding slow. He's like, shit, I'm like, did. absolutely it not. It wasn't a bad idea shutting it down. Um, okay. For for us, right? Um, but but the reason we were doing the cleaning business, he tried to incorporate trucking. And the way I, and we'll talk more about that, the way I see it was that trucking was similar to the cleaning business, but on a bigger scale. If someone doesn't show up to a cleaning, I can just call them and say something. If my truck is stuck in another um, state, mm. I don't know what I'm going to do in that situation. So that's why we shut it down. But gotcha. He brought the cleaning business to the family. Yeah, so um, <laughs> it was just me being, we were we were going through this debt freedom journey and me starting to engulf myself in different avenues of entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. And I literally came across uh, a thread about, you know, people starting local service businesses without actually doing the, the business side or actually doing the work. And I would just dove down this rabbit hole and I thought the cleaning business would be ideal for us. And once I realized that we could do this without actually cleaning houses, I brought it to Janoka and she was like, no, number one, this is our mm-hmm. first business and we're not cleaning any houses. Mm-hmm. And why do you even want to start a business? And I'm like, why not? This is in 2017. So I said, let's just give it a shot. And we did. Mm-hmm. And here we are seven mm-hmm. years later. Got you, got you, got you. Was there any um, mentorship going into it or did you kind of just figure it out as you were going along? Because I know it's a big thing for a lot of people before they start certain businesses or as they're starting certain businesses. The mindset is, let me go find somebody who's already had success in this Mm -hmm. space to teach me and walk me through so I can mitigate the amount of mistakes that I make. How did you guys approach it going going headfirst into this business? Yeah, so back then, it wasn't the same space and landscape that we're in now, 2016, 2017. Right. Mm -hmm. Especially on the local service business side because it's literally a competitive market. So we're in Dallas. So if you have a cleaning business in Dallas, you may not want to share your secrets with me. Mm. So it was literally me Googling. It was me asking questions. It was me kind of prying information from people. And yeah, there were forums where people were sharing, but the way they were sharing was just more of a, a arrogance about it. It's like, well, we're doing... We're doing 100000 a month. And it's like, well, why can't you teach me that? It's like, well, you're in the same market as me. I don't really want to tell you. Gotcha. So a lot of it was just us trying to figure it out, asking questions, and then finding ourselves in little pockets of knowledge with people. And just kind of trial and error, honestly. Yeah. That's what a lot of it came but from. But then also, like he said, this was our first business and first time into this world. So I don't know that we even had the thought to find mentorship, per yeah. se. Mm-hmm. Um, not that there was someone out there, but we didn't have the thought to say like, oh, let's find someone that can help us avoid mistakes. Because one, I was already going into it like, I don't, well, I don't know why we're even doing this, but let, sure, let's go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because he was the one, like he said, embedded into listening to podcasts and kind of learning more about entrepreneurship and business. And I really right. wasn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was just bringing the information to me. Mm-hmm. So at one point, he was dragging me along until I finally got on board. <laughs> 
Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. That's our really, that's our relationship right there. So. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, when it comes, brings to, all when the it comes to the business, I'd be yeah. like, no. Oh, listen, <laughs> we go, we go, we go, we going to dive into all of that. But essentially, yeah. So the business officially started twenty seventeen, November twenty seventeen. Gotcha, mm-hmm. gotcha. So you're get we're in twenty twenty three now. So we're sitting at about like what six seven. It's gonna be six years in November. Yeah. If you don't mind, can you talk a little bit about the? Because I don't want people to understand. Mm-hmm. We bring people on that's not new to this. They true to this. Talk mm-hmm. a little bit about the success that you guys have been able to have on the service business from then up until now. Um, so with the cleaning business, we've ourselves we've hit about right now almost about two one, million, almost two million in revenue. Dope. With the cleaning business, without cleaning any homes, mm-hmm. um, and that's just mind blowing within itself <laughs> for something that we thought would be a side thing that would help us pay off debt to mm-hmm. now being something that allows us to quit our job and travel and kind of do more with it. Mm-hmm. So that has been the success of it. But I think what's even bigger just has been our students' success because um, they're doing it. They're hitting milestones way quicker than th- we did, mm-hmm. which is what we expect if we're teaching you and showing you the way. Um, they're hit, they've hit over 10 million plus. They're in over 42 states. So our students are really killing it. So if, if there's anything to brag about, it's about them and their success. Gotcha. Um, really. Because mm-hmm. it's one thing for us to be able to do it, but it's another thing for other people to kind of replicate our success. Like right. when we first started, we did about six seventy thousand our first year in the business for the full calendar year, mm-hmm. and now we do about four or five hundred thousand thousand a year in right. each year since mm-hmm. probably like the last Growing. two or three years. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And you got goodness gracious, I'm getting excited. <laughs> so, let's, so let's break this thing down, right? Because like I said, mm-hmm. there's so many different spaces within entrepreneurship that um, people can pick and choose, especially in this information age that we're living in. You got Turo, you have the uh, the short term rental arbitrage, long term rental. The list goes on and on. You guys are the only individuals that I know that are spearheading this cleaning business space. And I really want to unpack this thing for mm-hmm. people that aren't familiar so that we can get them familiar so that they know, okay, this is the vehicle that I want to go right. ahead and jump into. This is one where, where I want to plant, plant my flag. So let's start from top to bottom. I want to start a cleaning business. Mm-hmm. Can't got to have a cleaning business without cleaners. How do I go about finding cleaners for my cleaning business that I'm looking to start? Mm-hmm. So there's a, there's a number one way I want to actually go back because I know you keep, you keep mentioning like the, the entrepreneurship space has all these like, fancy vehicles to get to your get to your goal and right. I want people to realize that these are all just vehicles for us. Right. This when people say I told I told the guy last night he's like what do you do I was like own a cleaning business. He's like oh, oh he's like all right cool. He didn't know like what this yeah, actually man. is. Right. But this is a this is an industry that's been around for centuries. Like we're not the first cleaners. Right. Our parents probably cleaned somebody's mm-hmm. home or their own home. Our mm-hmm. grandparents if you really go back we were original cleaners like right. black people. So this is not something that's going to be going away. Right. Like the Airbnb, like Dallas got Airbnb banned. Like this is not something that's going to be going away. Car rentals, like depends on how you run the business, but this is something that is a centuries, centuries old business. It's right. not brand new. Right. So when we talk about cleaners, like finding cleaners, people always think about, all right, you know, there's there's tons of saturation in my market. How do I find good people? If you really think about it, the essential way we run our business is we're just like a marketing agency, right? So we could find people who are already doing the job and their biggest challenge, especially mom and pop shops, is that running the business. Most of the cleaners that you may say, well, I have somebody clean my house. I have a lady clean my house. or I have a guy clean my house. If you really think about it, they probably found you word of mouth or someone talked about you or something like that. They didn't have a digital presence. They didn't have a website. They don't have any marketing. They don't have any advertising. They don't have any customer service. Like there's nothing going on aside from them just doing the work. Mm-hmm. So that's the bare minimum of it. Finding people who just do the work. So now, how do we do that? So we find them just by going on Google. Mm-hmm. We'll find them on Yelp. We'll find them on Thumbtack. We'll find them on Craigslist, Angie's List. And we'll just start reaching out to people and say, hey, you know, we have a cleaning business. 
would you mind us working with you to get more clients? Like, mm-hmm. just as simple as that. And who's going to say no? Yeah. You just open up the dialogue, you open up the conversation, and then you kind of go into logistics of it. And the biggest thing is with the way that we run the business is that it's ran simply just how Uber and Airbnb runs in that, you know, Uber doesn't own any cars or Airbnb doesn't own any homes. We don't own any cleaning supplies. We just connect the person with the customer that wants the job done, essentially. Mm -hmm. So if you think about it in that way, that's exactly how we run our business and finding people and finding good people is the biggest challenge of the business. Um, I think in any business, finding good people is a challenge, but that that's how we go about like you said those places um angie's is craigslist is how we find, find got our you people. now to that point once you find the people are these essentially like w-2 workers that we're putting on payroll or do we keep them strictly as just independent contractors on like a contract by contract job by job basis yes we keep them as contractors they most of them have their own business their own llc and things like that they just want more work right because it's limiting for them if they can have 20 customers usually their growth is through word of mouth right and then it ends there. They can't really get more. But if they can work with our company and another company, then they're always busy then. Mm-hmm. And so they like that. They like that side of it. So that's usually how it works. So because they're contractors, that now leads to my next question. Does it make it that much harder to retain? Because I'm sure like once you, f- it's hard to find somebody. Mm-hmm. You find somebody and then from there it's like, yo, this this dude or this, this woman is killing it. Like she's absolutely mm-hmm. um, holding it down for my business. But because they're not an actual employee, employee. that's within your company, mm-hmm. What are some different things that we can do to ensure, like, obviously they're going to do other jobs, which is fine, but that we can maximize this person staying with our company for the long term in this cleaning business that we're looking to build? I think it goes back to your vetting process. Like, how do you find them? What's the information you're sharing? Um, the pay, they get paid pretty well. We do a, like a 60-40 split in that they get 60% of the job. Dope. So um, it tends to be on the higher side, usually in the 30s per hour. That they will get. Um, okay. So that keeps them around. Right. I, I, I'll keep a lot of people around. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then also, honestly, with the way that we treat them and let them know it's a partnership versus like you're you're doing what I say. Mm-hmm. And it's really something as simple just how you treat them. We've had a lot of people just tell us like they've worked with other companies in our area and this one's yelling and being nasty and that type of stuff. And so I think that rapport keeps our contractors coming back and keeping them around. Like to the point that they're sending in pictures on vacation and mm. letting us know that they're help we're helping them to pay for their child's dental school, like things like that. Wow. Like we build that rapport. And I think that keeps them around. Yeah. To piggyback off of that, circling back to the vetting process, right? Mm-hmm. Like you said, hiring is one of the toughest things. So you don't um it goes back to a quote that I heard um by uh, a young lady, her name is Milan Harris. She mm-hmm. owns a Milano de Rouge. She had a quote where she said, um, mm-hmm. hiring is hiring is guessing, firing is knowing. Right. Mm-hmm. So you don't really know who you got till they end mm-hmm. your business. Mm-hmm. Right. What are given mm-hmm. the experience that not only you guys have had, but also your students have had, right? Because yeah. I'm sure you guys are also learning things through some of your students as well. Mm-hmm. Are there any things that we could look for in the vetting process to give us a a higher level of certainty and knowing like, okay, this is probably somebody that's gonna come in here and do what needs to be done to make sure that my business continues to progress, whether it's the amount of years they've been working or the type mm-hmm. of jobs they've had before, things like that? Yeah, so we have a basic qualification sheet. Some things are like you gotta have at least two years of paid professional cleaning experience. Mm-hmm. That's that's paid just is more, important. Paid professional. Yeah. So they're like, oh yeah, I've been cleaning. I clean my mother's house. That's not <laughs> so am I. She could pay you, but that's not professional. <laughs> right. So paid professional cleaning experience. They gotta have their own supplies. They gotta have their own car. They gotta have business liability insurance. Mm. That's a big one. If a person has that. That means they're taking the business seriously. That means we could be partners. That means you see yourself as a business, even if you don't have the clients, you see yourself as a business owner and the way we're going to approach you is going to be a different type of conversation. Right. So those are like some of the basics. Did I miss any? No, those are pretty much the standard. Communication will be... So 
So that's just the, 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 the qualification sheet that goes out there. So meeting these basic qualifications, and we take our hiring process as a gauntlet. Mm -hmm. It is not to find the best person. It's to weed out everybody else. Like, that's mm -hmm. our goal. We want to weed out as many people as possible. So people will go, and they just won't even apply because they're like, all right, you got to meet all these qualifications. I'm like, all right, that's the goal. Right. So now anyone who passes those minimum qualifications, now it kind of goes like she's at communication. So how fast are you communicating with us? Are you able to use the app? Are you emailing back and forth? Or how professional are you? So we're looking at these people as trained professionals, and we're going to treat them as such in this business relationship. Mm -hmm. So once they kind of meet the basic qualifications, all right, now they set up their own interview. They're taking steps forward in this process where they're showing initiative. So, all right, I'm going to email you to set up my interview. I'm going to email you to do this. I'm going to show you I got my, my business liability insurance. I submitted the application here. So they're showing steps that they want to be move in move forward in this interview process versus us. Like, hey, can you do this? Hey, can you do that? Like, no, you show us you want to work with us. We're going to give you everything that we said we will. And then by the time we talk on the phone with them, at the very end of the process, it's like, all right, now we're asking you some basic questions. And not even just cleaning questions. We don't, we don't care about the cleaning. Because at the end of the day, you said it's a guessing game, right? right? So we don't really know you until you get out there. Right. So we're asking you questions like, here's a, here's a good one that we ask. It's like, all right, you show up to a client's home. I'm going to ask you this. You show up to a client's home. Let's do it. Interview mode. Let's go. Yeah. You show up to a client's home uh -huh. and the client said the key was under the mat and it's not under the mat. What do you do? I reach out to the client if I have their contact information to see where the key's at. What else do you do? I reach out to whoever is contracting me to come to the job <laughs> and let them know, like, yo, they told me it's one thing, but it's actually another. What do I do? Is there anything else you do? I'll give you the last one. All right. Uh, <laughs> I'm sweating. All right. Here you go. Uh, I'm looking around to see. Boom. That's there you go. it. That's there it right you there. You're saying third time to charm. Third, third, third time but to charm. the first thing you didn't say was, I'm going to call you guys. Because mm -hmm. as soon as they say, I'm going to call you guys, like, all right, you're not thinking as a partner. You're thinking as a, all right, you're, you're, my, you're my boss. You're my boss. I'm yeah. going to call you. Call the client. Look around. Is there a flower pot? Maybe they yeah, left it. Maybe like, they made a mistake. Right? Maybe they made a mistake. Maybe you reached out to the client. You looked at the flower pot. Like, if the first thing you say is, I'm going to call you guys. Like, that's probably going to be a red flag. Because remember, we were working nine to five, so we can't rely on you calling us all day, every day. Yeah. Right. So these are things that we started looking for and realized, all right, these are the type of people we want and the type of people we don't want. And then I think it's important with, I think it's a life lesson when people show you who they are, believe them. Mm. I think that's just important with hiring and Fact. being around people in general. Because I, I know there's times, and we tell our students as well, when you're starting out and you really need this person, so you, <laughs> they keep doing things and you're like keeping them on because you're like, oh, I, I need you to do this clean. But it's going to harm you in the end. Just God, like an abusive relationship. It's yeah, like, just you, let it go. You just God. think it's going to change and it's only going to get worse. It it's only going to get worse. It ain't. Got <laughs> so once again, right, like we're looking for these different cleaners to come in. I'm curious to know just a bit of a moment of transparency for as long as you guys have been in the space and also the students that you have. Can you think back to, and if you're comfortable sharing, that'd be great. One of the worst experiences that you've had with somebody that you hired, you thought was going to be a fit. And come to find out it was the total opposite, whether it was they wrecked somebody's home or they just decided, hey, I'm not showing up this week or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. Worst experience you could think of that's happened for the amount of time that you've been in the business. And people think that showing up is the worst thing and it's not. The not showing up. That's the easy part. All right. Talk to me about <laughs> the that. The worst? I'll give you the worst. I don't know. I don't know that there's been somebody that we've dealt with that shocked us. There's okay. Somebody, remember the couple? Told you not to hire them. He, he needed to listen. Well, he, he listens to his wife all the time now. I like but, to tell, 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 like tell to the story. Tell our people a shot. Tell so the story. Tell the story. There. I felt um, a couple, this is early on into Very maybe early. seven months. I don't remember how long we've had the business at that point. Okay. But um, we interviewed a couple and I didn't feel it was the right fit. Mm -hmm. But they were black and he was like, I want to give them a shot. Yep. Um, That's my downfall. And. <laughs> 
Yeah, I am not a. I obviously support our black people, but I don't do things just because. Right. They're, yeah, it's a black. Owned it has to make sense. Basically, basically, yeah, or whatever it is, it has to make sense for me. Um, and so I was like, I don't think you know, he's like, let's give him a chance, blah, blah blah. I'm like, okay. So every time we would get feedback, the thing that the clients would lead with was they're so nice. We're like, okay, I think people was not telling the truth. They just keep saying they're so nice. Did they do the cleaning right or not? Like, that's what we need to hear. And one time, I think, um, I don't know why he went, but he ended up going to their cleaning after a a cleaning uh, person complained. He ended up going. He was like, that was horrible. Like, it wasn't done right at all. And I'm like... Then I tell you so right. type of It thing. was by my job. That's why. Yeah, I think it was he by was like, let job. me just pop in. And he went. we don't go to any client's house. Right. At no, all. At all. No. Mm-mm. And he went and he was this like, it's early. so bad. And then we eventually let them go. And then maybe a month later, we find out that they took a client, right? They, wow. they mm. poached the client, if you will. And the client was calling to complain after he set up his own situation with them mm-hmm. about them that they arrived to his home smelling like weed and blah, blah, blah. And we're like, well, you're no longer our client. Right. And you had a connection with them. So what do we do? What, what right. do you want from us? Right. Mm-hmm. So that was like maybe the biggest, um, but that was at the beginning. That yeah, that was, was a, that was very early, but those are the type of things that you gotta expect in business, like using your gut, stuff. like yeah. using your gut. She's like, I don't have a good feeling, and we should let them go a lot sooner than we did because yeah. when you're early on, you're like, I need every client, I need all the money, I need all don't. these people all working, money ain't good. and <laughs> you don't. You don't. Yeah. Now we get clients with like red flag. No, nope, don't, don't don't book them. Don't book them. <laughs> we get contracts like red flag. Don't do it. But when you start, you're like, I want this to work so bad versus. Mm-hmm. Understanding like there's going to be challenges. It may take you a little bit longer, but get the right person. But I right, do yeah. understand when you start business, you want to get in, you want to make the revenue as soon as possible. Right. And the biggest thing I always stressed was this was our first business. So, you know, going into any other business that we go into after that, we operate differently yeah. than what, what we first did then. Um, so yeah. Got you. Got you. I'm for me, I'm curious to know for those clients I was talking about Ode So Nice, what kind of personality do you have that you ain't clean my crib up properly? I'm and I'm talking about, about you nice. You nice. Listen, that must so have been a hell of it, a conversation. There it really varies with people in life. I think yeah, as right. a therapist, I've learned about people through mm-hmm. this cleaning business. As a service-based business, I've I've learned about oh, people yeah. too. <laughs> so it really varies. There's those, those people that kind of everything is great, thank you. Mm-hmm. And then when they leave, they they'll call us. They don't, I guess they don't want confrontation or just don't want to say anything. Makes sense. They don't want to get the person um, in trouble. They don't want to get their person in trouble, they right. say. And we're like, they're not going to get in trouble. Like, it's okay. Right. Um, do you find that? Then you have those people that are like nitpicking everything. And they send pictures. And I'm like, do you see the dust in this picture? I can't see you what the issue is. take those with a grain of salt. I can't see what the issue is here. Oh, God. Uh, you know, and so it's just different people, different personalities, I find. Because gotcha. I think they were doing a bare minimum. Mm-hmm. Like, they were doing work. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't up to standard. Right, right, right. right. So, gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hiring is guessing, firing is knowing, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, yeah. cool. So we have we have a framework that we can now operate with to find cleaners for our cleaning business, right? Yeah. But there's another essential component of this business business that we need, which is we got the cleaners. Now we need the jobs, and you mm-hmm. talked about that already. So once we've established a framework that we can use to go out and find these cleaners, how do we now go about finding work, finding jobs on a consistent mm-hmm. basis for this business? Um, so we. Primary, we market online, basically. The biggest thing, I know people say there's a lot of competition. You're like, there's more people than there's companies, regardless. So wherever city you live in, there's probably maybe 2 million, 5 million people. There's maybe maybe 40 businesses you can find on Google, if that, Mm -hmm. right? So competition doesn't matter. Finding the customers is really the easiest part of the business. Mm -hmm. Uh, We put money into, you know... Yelp, Thumbtack, Google, those type of stuff. And that's how we market our services online. Gotcha. Um, 
Okay. No, I was going to say, like, when we moved to Dallas, it was just us. It was not like we had family and friends to go to. Some people may have that um, to start off with, but everything is just online for us. Gotcha. You were going to say something? I was going to say uh, another part of that I just find the clients, like, having good social proof. So you're like, well, when I start my business, I don't have any social proof. But it's like, all right, are there, like, you, especially if you, let's say we're in Atlanta, right? And you have friends and family. Can they use your services? Can they leave you a five-star review? Can they say you did an excellent job? You cleaned an excellent job? So you start getting those, you start getting those reviews. And most of those mom and pop shops who not, who aren't online, they have no social proof. Like, I met with a cleaning company. Um, They've been in the business for, like, 10 years. And I was like, let's talk about your, your digital presence. Let's talk about your social proof. And they was like, what's that? I was like, how many reviews you have? And they was like, 30. And I was like, over 10 years, you have 30 reviews? It's crazy. I was like, we have like over 500 reviews because we're do- we're asking for the we're asking for the sale, we're asking for the review, asking for the feedback, and we always want them to leave it. So these are things that you could come and start doing from the very beginning that starts ranking you above other businesses. Yeah. Because now you have the social proof. So when you go into Yelp and Google and you use Google My Google My Business yeah. or like Google Local Services, your rankings start getting higher because you have more reviews, you have more social proof. So those are like some things that and tips that you can use from the very beginning. From the standpoint of, and that's good, from the standpoint of like finding these jobs and finding work, obviously when it comes to people that are looking for cleaning, I'm thinking that you have individuals that you have people that are coming to you with residential cleaning and then you have people that are coming to you looking for commercial. Mm-hmm. So from the standpoint of just understanding our business model, is it a hybrid situation where we're cleaning both residential or commercial? Are we leaning more towards residential? Are we leaning mm-hmm. more towards commercial? Could you talk a little bit about that as well? So we primarily lean on residential. We've done commercial here and there, and we have our students that um, do commercial as well, but we just haven't given it the attention, if you will, right? Um, We're not anti it at all, but I think residential was just a bit more comfortable for us starting out, and that's where we've stayed. (laughs) And a lot of things with commercial is that you really can't, they really want you for long-term contracts. So they want Mm -hmm. you there Monday through Friday, nine to five, Mm -hmm. or you got to be there after hours. Mm-hmm. So we're our teams are only available Monday through Monday through Saturday nine to five to answer phones, do emails, customer service. It's like now we have to think about the overnight team, or we have to have someone physically staffed at these places. So that would be like a whole nother business model we'd have to change into if we wanted to do. Listen, if you're an entrepreneur struggling to get funding because of your bad credit, then this video is for you. You see, I understand that when banks deny businesses for funding, they're not just denying businesses the capital they need, but they're also denying business owners the resources that they need to build the business of their dreams. And as a business owner, I've seen this happen over and over and over and over again, but I want you to know that there's a solution. Because here at Takeoff Financial, we've helped countless entrepreneurs just like you go from having poor personal credit and not being able to access funding to having perfect personal credit that they were able to leverage to access five to six figures in funding, and we want you to be the next one. So click the link above or below this video to secure your free consultation, and we'll see you on the other side of success, family. Going to the contract side, even though you're leaning more towards residential, in my mind, ideally, you would want like some type of retainer set up with mm. somebody. Cause like you said, after you've gotten one or two cleanings done for a specific client, if you've done a great job, you won't probably need this cleaning again every other week or every mm-hmm. other month, whatever the case may be. So even though we're leaning more towards the residential side, are we also setting up contracts to these individuals like, hey, Ms. Johnson, look, you know, we've knocked it out the park for you. Let's go ahead and set something up to where we'll give you a six month package yeah. or a 12 month package. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So we got two clients specifically who paid us over $100,000, just two clients. Crazy. So this is Mary and this is Tom, which sounds like very generic names. <laughs> That's their names. <laughs> Mary and Tom have paid, paid us over $100,000 and we cleaned their house every single week for mm. three, four years. Yeah. It's $200 more, more every single that. week yeah. that you know is coming in. Every single week. Right. So if you got two, 
Mary and Mary and Tom, mm-hmm. their names. If you can get 10. Imagine if you get 10. Mm-hmm. Imagine if you get 20. So mm-hmm. we there are things that we know when clients come on board. Let's say you want a one-time cleaning. Most of the people who want a long-term recurring clean, they're going to do it from the very beginning. Like I want to yeah. set up weekly services with you. Mm-hmm. But there are things that we do to try to get them on board again. So we offer, we offer them incentives. So we clean you once. Let's say we did a fantastic job. And you like, hey, you know, you did a fantastic job. We're going to say, hey, would you like to be on the schedule again for the upcoming week so that we can offer you a 10, 20% discount because it's week after week. So your house is not going to be as dirty as it was the first time. So we could give you that um, money back because we didn't got time back at this point. So we're going to offer you that recurring discount as an incentive. And then also we're doing things like free upgrades, you know, refrigerator cleaner, you know, inside window cleaning, maybe some, some decluttering. So there are things that we do to upsell them into recurring services. Mm-hmm. But the people who want it, they'll be on the schedule. Got you, got you, mm-hmm. got you. So, like you said, you guys lean more towards residential. And I'm assuming most of your students also lean more towards yeah. residential as well. Yeah. I'm curious to know, do you have, like, a target, even though you have a target market in the sense of, okay, we're mainly cleaning, like, houses that people actually live in. Do you have a target audience in the sense of, over the course of our X amount of years being in business, mm. we know that a person A that's mm-hmm. between the ages of 20 to 30 that it's has wife, avatar. kid. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. basically avatar, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. You guys have a clear-cut avatar, whether it's yourself or that majority of you and your students have seen that are offer the best, create the best, uh, um, create the best for your business and your cleaning business as a whole? I think the, it's usually any, the millennials are usually the ones booking really? services online. You got to think about that, right? Because we're online. Um, so yes, my mom could Google it, but she ain't going to book yeah, me on. Yeah, yeah. She's like, I don't know how to use my card, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so they'll call in. Um, the busy parents, moms, they're the ones calling in as well. So mm-hmm. I find that, um, yeah, millennials are one that's using, because th- they want to see the price and book online right away. Like, I don't, I don't want to talk to anybody. If I can see what I need to see and our website provides that, then I'm good to go. Mm-hmm. And you just, I put my car down, you're going to show up, you're going to remind me, perfect, come. There you go. <laughs> That's what we want in life. Um, so we, I find that the millennials are the ones that kind of, that do that the most. Gotcha. And another thing is that with, like our, like Mary, she's not a millennial at all. She's, she's not. She's an old lady. She? But she had found us to Thumbtack. She we found- were mar- marketing on that platform. I was just trying to pull up the schedule today. So we got 10 cleanings today, right? Oh, let's get and, into it. Come on. Talk to and and I'm, I'm saying this because we have 10 cleanings today. And most of the people that we serve, we have one of the higher price cleaning services because of our yeah. social proof. Right. So yeah. we feel like every time you get, like, let's say, you know, you do about 20, 20 more reviews, your price should be going up because you're, you're proving the quality of your services. Year after year. And year after year. So you're proving the quality of your services. And now people are going to be willing to pay more. So our demographic, just by that alone, is going to start the shift because our mm-hmm. prices are a little bit higher now. Mm-hmm. They're a little bit more like, all right, I want to pay for my time. I mean, I don't have the ability to go out and try to find 20, 30 people to do this. So mm-hmm. there are things that we do to kind of put ourselves in a different market as well. Mm-hmm. Got you, got you. I see you just pulled your calendar up, which actually was a yeah. great segue <laughs> to my next question. Uh-huh. When we talk about systems, right? Every uh-huh. business needs a system. Mm-hmm. What are the, some of the different systems, the different softwares, the different operations that you ha- guys have in place to make the day-to-day running of your business that other people can use in their cleaning business as effective and as yep. efficient as possible? So I'll just start with just communication platforms. So, Let's do it. Uh, we use we use Basecamp for our team. So we have a virtual assistant. And we have an operations manager. We communicate all day. Well, not we don't, but they communicate all day, every day there. Mm-hmm. So they're also answering the phones. For the phones, we use like Grasshopper. You can use RingCentric, you can use Grasshopper. You can use any VoIP, voiceover IP service for phone systems. And those things are beneficial to you because you can answer the phone from your computer. You work at a nine to five, or you can see- phone. Or your phone. You can have a, I can have phone calls come to my phone, which I, I don't, but you can use a voiceover IP service. Um, that's just the communication side. 
on the CRM side, there are different ones that you can use. Launch 27, you can use Booking Koala, you can use ZenMade. And that's for the backend platform for the actual managing, the managing of the customer. So your payments, your the dates, reminders. the schedules, the reminders, the emails, they handle all of that stuff. So that's Booking Koala, Launch 27, ZenMade, just tons out there. Um, and then also we use Yelp. We use Google Local Services. We use Google My Business. And we use Gusto for to pay ourselves. And that's yeah. really in our in our, our teams. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. Which now kind of also segues to another question I had, which was, you know, obviously we're here right now. It's Atlanta, right? But obviously you guys are in Dallas. The company is in Dallas, yep. right? Yeah. Y'all not there, right? Y'all mm-hmm. are here, but the business is still going. You just told me you got 10 cleanings rocking and rolling right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Um, how long, what's that process look like from when you start to as you're growing the business to be going from like being super hands-on to getting to a place where you're not as hands-on. I wouldn't say, won't say full-fledged hands-off, right? Because you still have to oversee and delegate and things of mm-hmm. that nature. What, is that pro- what did that process look like for you? And on average, what does it look like for some of your students as well coming into the business? So I think it depends on you and what you have going on, right? So we became, I know you asked about gradually, but we became fully hands-off when our baby came. Okay. <laughs> like a month before, we're like, all right, it's time to get operations manager in place. We need not to be involved at all. Mm-hmm. And that was between go month, year five to six, right? Did it need to take so long? Absolutely not, mm-hmm. right? So I think month seven is when we started to get a virtual assistant just to answer the phone. Because mm-hmm. at that point, it was like we were both working. And if we're losing calls, we're losing money. Facts. So we needed to at least do that. Now they're just answering the calls. We may deal with other... We probably were we're still dealing with the contractors hitting us up if they had an issue. Mm -hmm. And then gradually we hired a virtual assistant company to then take care of like, all right, call the company if there's an issue and they'll transfer the information to us. And then gradually we're like, okay, now we need an operations manager to kind of handle that to the point that we meet with the operations manager an hour a week. And so we're, we don't, and they, they, they do everything. They do everything. Gotcha. And we also have like, before we brought in virtual assistants to work with our company now mm-hmm. too. So we have two of those and then her, and then it's us. So, but it took us, it took us five, a while, six five, years six years to, to do that. Right. But it doesn't need to take that long. Right, I think so we, we were just holding on to it. Cause we were like, you know, a lot of times you think, well, nobody's going to get to understand how do I train them? All these things. And it's like. It ain't that deep. Like gotcha. they can understand. You can teach somebody to do what you're doing. Was that why so, it was so hard and took so long for you guys to bring people in? Because that's a problem I think most entrepreneurs deal with, right? Mm-hmm. Like your business is your baby, right? So mm-hmm. naturally, we all come in thinking nobody else is going to be able to do what I right. do as good as me. <laughs> and we try and wear 15 different hats. Yep. But it, on the flip side, it's like you can only do that for so long before to where it gets to the point where you're actually hurting your business more than yep. you're helping it, right? Mm-hmm. So... Was that the biggest reason for why it took so long for you guys where it's like, I don't know, you're second well, guessing know. it? It was, I think a lot of it was just us being fearful that nobody could do yeah. it like us. And I think a lot of, like even in the cleaning companies we work with, mom and pop shops, they don't ever grow because they have to have their hands on everything. It's yeah. like, no one can clean like me. That's an absolute lie because you're not that good, number one. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, they feel like no one could do it. And if you have a C, you have to have a CEO mindset where, as a CEO, if we all worked nine to fives, and if you haven't worked at a nine to five, just think about this. So a CEO, did, he, maybe at one point he did do your job. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe. Probably maybe. not. Most of the time, <laughs> they have never done your job. So if you call out today, mm-hmm. will the CEO leave their office and come sit in your seat and do your job today? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. So why can't we think about that as being a business owner mm-hmm. and an entrepreneur as a CEO? It's like, we don't have to be able to, we don't have to do everything and keep everything to ourselves. Mm-hmm. So let me tell you what happened after we left the business. So oh, our sorry. daughter was born. Mm-hmm. We hired our operations manager. And the very next month, we had the highest month in the business. Ever. Ever. Crazy. <laughs> the very next month. Yeah. Crazy. We released the reins. We allowed her. We allowed her control. That was amazing. And that was it. <laughs> but up. it didn't take. It didn't have to take us five years to get there. No. We were just so afraid. This is our first business. No one can do it like us. And then I think also it's two of us, so we kind of like, all right, you can handle it. If you can't handle, mm-hmm. I can handle it. It ain't that bad. Mm-hmm. We can manage it. Um, and so that that played into it also. Yeah, but, but now. Any business, I'm like, okay, we putting somebody in place to win because right, 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 right. the point of a business is for you not to work the way you were working at a nine to five, right? right? You know what I mean? I don't. You're not supposed. to... Yes, you're involved, but mm-hmm. not to that point. You right. can work on other on a, other tasks, right? So yeah, beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> once again, like I said, I think that's that's a message. Somebody needed to hear that, right? Because there's somebody that's like, <laughs> I don't have to do everything in my business. Like, you bro, don't. no, you actually don't, right? Mm-hmm. And to your point, the fact that literally a month after getting just one person in. Then resulted in your high, the highest grossing month at that point in time. Yeah, at that point, crazy. Yeah. So last Abs- year, she was born February twenty eighth. So March or April, crazy. Yeah. And that right? was like I think we did sixty thousand that month. Mm-hmm. Crazy. And Absolutely. it was like we didn't have to wait that long to not even just the, the revenue that we did that month, just the time back. Mm-hmm. It's like we're only meeting one hour a week, mm-hmm. and that's only because like I still want to meet with you. And I'm at some point we may just scale that up a little bit more, just kind of see what's happening and help right. her get the help that she needs, but. Mm-hmm. Aside from that, it's like, it just took us too long to get there. Took too long to get there. And it was just, I think a lot of it was just fear. I'm curious to know, 2020, that's when the pandemic happened, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. How did that affect the business? Because for me, cleaning is a need-based business. Like, everybody needs something clean, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, it's like, all right, either your business took a little bit of a slump, or I was probably, you know, some of the best performing months that you guys have had. Mm-hmm. Talk to me a little bit about whether it was you, whether your students, what that was that experience was like as we were navigating through that. So at that time, we didn't have students, by the way. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So, no, at that early point of, of uh, COVID, we didn't have students. But mm-hmm. um, yes, the numbers went down, but we lived in Dallas, and so Texas didn't keep, didn't keep stuff closed for too long. Let's be clear. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> so we're closed in March. I think it was back open to May. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, business slowed down. Uh, we took a dip, but... Two, three months later, we went back up in May. So it was a dip in for two months. But it also was considered a... What was it called? A Essential business. A, essential business. Cleaning was considered an essential business. Yeah. So you could still be in the roads and doing things. And I know a lot of people thought, well, I would assume you guys were doing COVID cleanings type of thing because that became a, a trending thing. <laughs> thing. And we're like, one, we work with contractors. So I don't know what you have, like right. supplies-wise. Two, what is a COVID cleaning? What does that mean? They were just making really? it up at that point. Um, it really meant you're just kind of spraying things down, mm-hmm. like in a big motion. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we took a plunge for maybe about two, three months, but that just meant like we paused our virtual assistant stuff. Mm-hmm. We paused, like we're like, we can answer the phones because they ain't ringing much, really. Um, and the way that it works with contractors, they only get paid when they do jobs. So we weren't losing money in any shape or form. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, that was really it. Yeah, and then one of the one of the things we did was once they gave us the the green light for being essential workers, we turned our marketing back on. Yeah, mm-hmm. so we turned it off yeah, when down. they was like mm-hmm. nobody could work in March. Mm-hmm. In April, we turned our marketing back on, and I don't know if you. It was this article. It was either it was either Louis Vuitton or Gucci or something. And one of the worst things they did during the pandemic was turn their marketing off, like their ads and everything off. And they 
It was Louis Vuitton, one of those big companies. They was competing against each other, and they turned their marketing off during the pandemic, and so they haven't been able to catch up since. Mm-hmm. But one of the things mm-hmm. we did was we turned our marketing, we down. turned the marketing down, and then we turned it back up mm-hmm. during the pandemic. So mm-hmm. once we realized that, I think we had a right after we turned it back up, we had like a fifty thousand dollar month, and we were like, okay, we got something here. We're still going strong. We're mm-hmm. st- the business is still growing, mm-hmm. and that's when we said, okay, we can start teaching people this stuff. We started mm-hmm. hopping on live and started just sharing the game. But that was one of the shifts we made. I love mm-hmm. it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I want to switch gears here because, like I said in the introduction, this is TMFS history. <laughs> I've had, I've had, I've had married men on here. I've had married women on here, but I've never had both. A married couple, never. Mm-hmm. At the that's, same time. that's um Anthony's thing. He feels like we should do almost everything together because he's just like it's beautiful. One okay, yes, it's beautiful. Okay, <laughs> but outside of that, he's just like I feel like we're just so much more powerful together. Hundred percent. And yes, there's couples that operate together he was like but there's not a lot so we can stand out in that way as well so right different perspectives i'm more of a let's go get to work let's do it and she's like i don't know if we need to do that right now <laughs> so now like let's trucking so so watch this right let's talk about that then because what i've come to realize in my experience in just seeing how the best partnerships work whether it's in business or it's platonic romantic whatever it may be mm-hmm. it's usually when you have two individuals that come together and their skill sets are your, your strengths are the other person's respective weaknesses and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So for you two, I'm curious to know what are your complementary strengths that fill his weaknesses and what are your strengths that fill her weaknesses as well? And that's the biggest thing that we say of how we're able to work as business partners. What you just said, strength, knowing your strengths and weaknesses. Right, right, right. Um, so for me, my weaknesses would be the technology and anything with that. And he's okay. the IT guy, so it works out perfectly. Gotcha. One... I don't really have the patience to learn it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I probably can, but I just don't have the patience. And I'm like, oh, he knows it. So why Why do I even bother? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the other part of it, my strength would be being a people person and um, taking that part on. So when we were running the business, he would handle the website and any technical issues, that stuff like that. I would handle all the contractors and angry customers because he would be like, all right, so you want your money back? Fine, I'll send it back. That's him. What are we talking about here? And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Wait, first of all, I ain't sending nobody their money back. You ain't getting a full reimbursement. But let's find out what the issue is. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's how we kind of operate with me being more of the people person. And I wouldn't say behind the scenes, but just more of the technology. Gotcha. So. And then I'm more of a a dreamer as well. Like a, yeah. I have ideas. Visionary. Or visionary. I have, yeah. I have, I'm yeah. a visionary. And she's more of a realist. It's like, like we say, like the trucking example was me being a visionary. Like, all right, we could do this trucking thing. She's like, well, because we just did the cleaning business. We just like, did the cleaning business. Like, we could do the trucking thing. She's like, well, how about we just focus on the cleaning business a little bit more? <laughs> hmm, not, Maybe not the worst idea, <laughs> right? <laughs> so I think me being a visionary, I have so many ideas, and I think it takes that person not not bringing you back to reality, but also just making you think about it a little bit more, right? So mm-hmm. we had the cleaning business idea. It was like she was like, I was like, let's do this. She's like, well. I'm not really sure. And if it was like, if I really wanted to do it, I'm going to flesh it out some more, probably bring it up a few more times, which kind of have an agenda for what this looks like. And we have a conversation and dialogue and now it makes sense to do it. So um, I think that's our strengths and weaknesses there. And he always says that if he was single, he would either be really broke or really rich. Really? Talk about that. (laughs) So I think I would try any and everything. Yeah. I would be the guy that tried (laughs) any and everything. So I I feel like... I feel like everything I do is, is is gonna be gold, but I would say I was the reason I say I'd be really rich or really poor is because something's gonna hit, or I'm gonna try everything and nothing's gonna hit. I'm just gonna be I'm just gonna run through my money. 
Gotcha. So, so this is where that, that balance comes into play. Essentially, she's kind of helped you to kind of come in and just keep you grounded in the sense of like, you're like, yo, let's do 58 different things. <laughs> and then, you know, Janoka's like, let's do this one thing. And then yeah, it was like, I want to do Airbnb. I want to do trucking. We tried the, the car rental thing for a little bit. And you did the, do that for a while. That we, helped us to pay off the car. Yeah, we, we literally had a, had a 2014 Q50 hybrid sport. Loved it. Mm -hmm. Put it on Toro. We paid it off in a year. That was during our debt freedom, debt freedom journey. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then we got another car. Did the same thing until we had to run up on somebody at their job. And so we stopped doing it. <laughs> like, let's, let's, let's dive into this cleaning let's, business thing a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> Family, listen, you could have saw this interview early and ad-free if you became a member of my Patreon. Not only that, but you could have also saw behind-the-scenes footage that's only available to my Patreon community. So what are you waiting for? Listen, head over to patreon.com forward slash the Marvin Francois Show for early and ad-free content on all things credit, real estate, trucking, Turo, you name it, we got it. That's patreon.com forward slash the Marvin Francois Show, but back to the interview. So then from there, you know, not only are you guys a married couple, but you're also parents as well, mm -hmm. right? So you're essentially juggling three hats. You have the entrepreneurial hat, mm -hmm. you have the married couple hat, and then you have the mom and dad hat. What is that? And husband and wife. No, no, no. So, so, yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> wait, when you, well, I said the married couple hat. So you oh, you did, you did. Yeah, okay, yeah. sorry. So the married couple hat, the entrepreneurial hat, mm -hmm. and then the parent, you know, the mom and dad hat. I'm curious to know what that balance looks like because off camera we were talking a little bit about, you know, just how you guys manage running the business and then also making sure that family is still ingratiated in everything that you do. Talk a little bit about that balance because there are a lot of people, I think for you guys, what's dope is a lot of what you guys are using to drive the business and essentially act as your why for why you guys are doing the cleaning mm -hmm. business is a lot of other entrepreneurs, like I don't know, right? So there are a lot of people that are married and do have kids and they're like, that's the reason why I'm not going to start a business. But for y'all, it's like, what is that supposed to be? Like, I'm still going to go out yeah, here and do what I need to do. How do you juggle all three of those hats? Um, I think delegation is important for us. Okay. Like, for example, you know, when we got pregnant, we hired a doula, which I don't know if you know what that is. but I kind of know. You can okay. explain. Well, she's like a support person for you gotcha. during this process, right? A pregnancy um, coach. A pregnancy coach, <laughs> if you will. Okay. Um, she can advocate for you and things like that in the hospital, that type of stuff. Not necessarily. I still had a... Uh, birth in the hospital it doesn't have to be a natural thing but we hired that because we're big on gaining knowledge right mm -hmm. so people be like well we've been having babies for years you don't need someone to teach you knowledge but if someone can why not like why why would i be surprised if this happens why not get knowledge we hired that um and then after the baby was born we had a night we had like a night nurse mm -hmm. after that we have a nanny and so we do delegate things out to help us function and make things work mm -hmm. we aren't under like we're fine we're good asking for help and we know that we need it to to do things and get things done and so i think that's a big part of us being able to do everything that we do and on top of you just got to get it done like it just has to happen like we would be recording a podcast at nine o'clock at night do i want to be there at nine o'clock at night no mm -hmm. but that i gotta happens. do it i gotta put the podcast out so i gotta do it um those are the two ways i would say that we balance it and then like you just said where you could use it you could use those as a reason why something needs to be done mm -hmm. like i'm married so i have to do this I have a daughter. I have to do this. I have a family. I have to do this. Mm -hmm. Or it could be an excuse. I have right. a family. I can't do that right now. <laughs> really not the good a good time. Uh, really, damn, I really can't do this. So I was talking to a, a young lady and first thing she said was like, I'm a single mom. And I said, was that the reason or the excuse you're saying that? 
Like, why are you and telling me this? I was like, mm-hmm. so why, are you, why are you telling me? I said, oh, I just thought you should know. I was like, would you tell me because that's the reason you're going to do this thing? Or were you saying mm-hmm. that as an excuse? And she's like, oh, okay. I, I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I didn't think about it like that. Right. But she was saying it as an excuse as to why she couldn't do something. And she never said that. But I said, you telling me that just lets me know that you wanted to say that for just to, for me to take pity on you, to be, to be sympathetic Mindful, to situation. lightly. And yeah. I was like, that should be the reason why you want to do something. That should be the reason you want to change your life or do your dynamic. And for us, we do everything together. Like, we do these podcasts together. Mm-hmm. We do our business together. We have Alani doing everything with us. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to be that, that husband that's always out there grinding for the family. Every, all the money we make is for the family, but you're never with the family. Mm-hmm. Like, when we came here today, somebody was like, Anthony, you got your family? Somebody else answered, Anthony will go nowhere without his family. So that's how I want it to be as we continue to grow and scale no matter what we're doing. So That's beautiful. And then the balance is there is no balance. That's what he said. There, there's, there's seasons. There's <laughs> right. seasons where we got to focus on us. There's seasons where we got to focus on the line. There's seasons where we got to focus on the business. And a lot of times we got to figure it all out. Mm-hmm. I love it. So essentially, it really just all comes back to perspective, right? Yeah. Like you said, you have some people that have they're using it as reasons, other people that are using it as excuses. Um, and that's just, that's just one chapter of y'all's story. I want to dive into another one as well. Mm-hmm. I, and I want to make sure I get this number right. A hundred and fourteen thousand one hundred fifty-one dollars. Yep. Does that does that number sound familiar? That's, that's the exact number. That's familiar. That, that, <laughs> like that is cent or something like that. Yeah, know. like what, listen. At that point, listen. Once you see the comma, the cents and all that stuff is arbitrary. A hundred and fourteen thousand one hundred and fifty-one dollars in debt. Yeah, I got questions. First off. What what did this debt consist of? Can y'all break it down for me? Just like a rough rough breakdown of we it. We break down everything. The yeah. main <laughs> thing was my uh, graduate program oh, okay. at Hofstra, seventy thousand. Got you. Student loans. That's mm-hmm. that's <laughs> look at that. <laughs> <laughs> look at Josh. Josh is like <laughs> that is uh, seventy thousand right there out of the one hundred and fourteen. Right. And then we had got a new infinity. My student loans. Your student loans were about twenty eight. Like 28. You see, you should have went to whatever school. What school you went to, brother? Albany. Yeah, go to Albany. You should have went to Albany. Yeah, well, Hofstra's a private school, so that's why it was so much. And she went there for her master's. And I went for my master's. Shout out to Albany, man. That was my undergraduate. My undergraduate was cheaper, but my parents. Then I got a new car when I moved down to Dallas because people was like, oh, you're a director. You're getting paid more. Dallas turned 30. I turned 30. You should get a new car. So what I go and do? I agreed. Got a new car. Got a new car. <laughs> what you wait, wait? What you got? What you got? What you got? The the Infinity, the Q Red, the Q Fifty Infinity Sport Ooh. Hybrid. Ooh, beautiful car. Still got it. Paid off. Love it. Got gotcha. um, And then rest of it was just like credit card debt. Mm-hmm. So I was like a couple, like four to like seven thousand. Mm-hmm. Let me tell y'all something. There are married couples that if they had five thousand dollars in debt, it, there's some interesting conversations that's going on behind closed doors. I'm curious to know. What were the and you guys have been so public and so transparent about you know mm-hmm. you going through going through this and I'm sure it's helped a lot of individuals who are also in a similar situation. What were the what were those conversations like as you're chipping away at that debt? Because like Anthony was talking mm-hmm. about earlier, there are seasons, right? Mm-hmm. There are certain things that you can do while you're going through the, that process. There are certain things that you probably would like to do, but you have to put on the back burner, <laughs> right? I'm sure there's certain nights where you're probably looking at him. He's probably looking at you like, hey, listen, I wish you would go and buy X, Y, and Z and add on to this, <laughs> right? What, what was that like, if you if you don't mind me asking? No, absolutely. We can tell you. Um, like I said, he brings the ideas to the family. So he brought it to the family. I'm like, for what? Like, why are we paying off that? <laughs> what is this even about? Because um, we just got married in May of May, 2017. And we started January 2017. And our debt... Uh, we didn't have no debt from the wedding. We went into the, the wedding with no debt. Um, and then, what you yeah. were saying? So then uh, we started 2017 with me saying I want to travel more and save more. And mm-hmm. he's like, that don't make no sense. Like, mm-hmm. you got to figure out what you're doing. Yeah. Um, started, he started listening to podcasts, reading books, things like that. And said, okay, 
this is what we're going to do. And I'm like, but I don't see the reason. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we can, we're doing fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ain't no reason to pay off the debt. Maybe we'll pay it off years later. Um, then finally, I kind of bought into it by like February. I'm like, sure, this is what we'll do. But this is a contract you need to sign of how this will go. A contract. Go. Yeah, a contract. contract yeah. That I had him sign of how it will go. Okay. The contract consisted of one that you won't kind of like look down on me because okay. you're the one getting the information. Mm-hmm. So like we should be able to communicate. Mm-hmm. Um, two was I'm a crazy Beyonce fan. It said if she went on concert during this payoff time, we have to go regardless. That is she did. Um, she didn't, she didn't go, go on tour. concert. She didn't go on tour. She got pregnant. So. Yeah, yeah. She <laughs> man, it was in the background like this, wiping the sweat off his forehead. He's like, God is good. Um, I think the other Shout one was Jay-Z. like about like us traveling. Uh, we were we were planning to travel to Greece, Shout and I said that we'll um, still be able to go. Like mm-hmm. that was on the contract, and that was like his Valentine's Day gift. Like, okay, I'm buying into this. Sign this contract. We'll keep it on the fridge and let's get going. Mm-hmm. So I think what was the changing point? That was the changing point, me getting on board. Then also, I think in three months, we realized we paid off $12,000 of debt. And that was like, hmm, okay, I think we can actually do something here. Yeah. So then it became, let's pay it off by my 30th birthday. And so that's how we got it done in the 23 months. Come and we started to raise our income, side hustle like crazy Mm -hmm. because of those things. Like we didn't want to cut back. I know a lot of people say to cut back to be able to pay off debt, but we didn't want to cut back too much. You know, we wanted to be able to travel to New York when we wanted to. And so those type of things. So we raised our income tremendously. Yeah. Goodness gracious. (laughs) Goodness gracious. So, so now that going back to a point that I had made earlier, like I said, from what I've come to see relationships, uh, business partnerships, friendships, whatever, it starts with having those complementary skill sets. My strengths are your weaknesses, your strengths are my weaknesses. Mm-hmm. But what I've also come to realize as well, um, another key aspect of that is having similar values, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm also curious to know, what do you think? Because like I said, $114,000 net and just navigating that together and still being able to stand strong today, what would you say has been, whether it's one or a multitude of them, some of the biggest values that both of you guys shared that not only allow you to navigate through that season of your life, but still allows you to have the success you're having as a married couple. I would say one of the values is us feeling like we can do anything after that. That was the biggest thing. Once we got on the same page, because our I, th- I think w- when it comes to like being being married, one of the biggest challenges I would say is like talking about money and finances. But right. for us, we were doing that from before we were even married. Like mm-hmm. our first bank account together was like at Chase Bank, and we were putting like fifty dollars into the checking account every single week to like pay for the wedding or something right. like that. So one of the things I would also mention is like communication. That's, that's been a big one for us. Um, staying on the same, even if I'm like, we always got to be on the same page. And she's like, we, Anthony, we got to be on the same page. Like, we should that's be on the same page about everything. Right. She's like, absolutely not. Agree. I'm like, we don't have to be on the same page. <laughs> <laughs> but at least attempting to try to be on the same, same page. Same chapter, maybe. Same chapter. At least be in the same book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on the same shelf somewhere. Yeah, so we, we in the same something. Bro. We, we in the <laughs> same something. Is the same. Something <laughs> is the same. And she's like, Anthony, we don't always have to agree on this. And I'm like, I understand that. Yeah. But I want, I want us to at least be in alignment with what we're talking about here. If I want to mm-hmm. do something, you don't want to do it. And we may not get on the same page. I want to understand why. Like yeah, that's the thing. Let's that. talk about it. Let's figure out why. Okay, I could back off. You could back off. Let's figure it out. So those are some of the things I would say that we we value a lot in our relationship. That was something we valued, and we started while we were paying off the debt, having family meetings, which mm. became um, budget, meetings, budget meetings, also checking in with how you're doing um, in the marriage, checking in with how things are going at work. That was a big thing as well that we found to be very valuable. And to this day, sometimes we're like, we need to get back to that because we. We're just in passing now. Now there's right. like, all right, you did the budget. Okay, you did this. Like, 
Where that money went now? So, but before when we were so intentional about it, I think it made such a difference. It was right. either like once a month, it's like on the calendar family meeting mm-hmm. and we discuss it, everything. And so that also helped keep our values and things in line as well. And don't stop doing what got you there too. Like we'll right. remind each other, like, all right, we haven't done our family meeting. Let's put yeah. it back on Remember calendar. Remember that? Used to, yeah. So don't, a lot of people get to a certain point is like you stop doing what got you to where you are today. So mm-hmm. that's a, that's a major one I want to just mention. Listen, I'm taking notes, y'all. I'm taking notes. I'm getting getting ready. I'm a little bit of ways away from it, but I'm taking notes. I want to also circle back to, towards the top of the conversation, um, Anthony, you said something very dope. You were essentially talking about how, like, you know, we're talking about entrepreneurship and entrepreneurship, but the biggest thing for you guys in navigating this cleaning business journey and a lot of the people that y'all are teaching is, yo, it's not about, we're not an advocate of telling people to quit their nine to five. We just want y'all to have options, Mm -hmm. right? If I heard correctly, Janoka, you're still working. At your you are yes. you you're you're done. I'm done. Yeah, got gotcha. you. December will be two years that he's been gone. So you you you're done. You're still work. talk a little bit about that because we're in this once again information age. You go on Instagram right now. Somebody's saying something about if you work a nine to five, quit. Why be your own boss? All these mm-hmm. different things. What are your thoughts on that? And why for you are you still navigating the you know balancing the nine to five with the clean business? I'm sure you don't have to have it, mm-hmm. right? But for you, I'm sure there's a much, probably a deeper reason as to why. Talk a little bit about that. So I also feel like everybody shouldn't be a business owner. So I think some people do need to stay at a nine to five and that is okay. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other side of it, do I think that if I wasn't at my nine to five, we probably can be further? Absolutely, as mm-hmm. well. Because the amount of time that I put into somebody mm-hmm. else's business, my nine to five, if I put it into mine, what could I do with that? I'm right. sure I can be further. Um, I would say maybe two, three years ago, I would say it had to do with it being my identity, part of my job. I'm like, okay, I paid $70,000 for this degree. Mm-hmm. I had to take a test after mm-hmm. that. I do all these things to get this thing. I'm going to use this thing and I'm going to stay with it. But then now I say to myself, I'm like, even if I quit my job, I can always do therapy. Therapy is going to be around forever. Like, I don't lose my license if I quit my job. Mm -hmm. That stays with me. So I do feel a little differently about it. And hopefully within the next year, two or less, I won't be there. Um, But I'm not anti it because I feel like there's a place for everyone, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone doesn't need to be a business owner. Um, But I do feel like this, I do feel like you should have something outside of your job just because you never know what could happen. Gotcha. Those are my feelings on it. Gotcha. Gotcha. I love it. I absolutely love it. Listen, <laughs> Anthony, Janoka, I appreciate y'all greatly. I, I came on here and uh, listen, I'm about to go start my own cleaning business myself. Yeah. <laughs> I learned how to operate a marriage effectively with or without debt. We love it. We love it. I want to get you guys out of here. But of course, I want to give you a second to just let the people know where they can find you. Of course, if you want to plug uh, the cleaning business university as well and talk a little bit about that, uh, the camera is yours. And then just any closing words that you have for any entrepreneurs that are watching as well. Yeah. So if you guys want to listen to these conversations a lot more, check out uh, More Than a Side Hustle (laughs) podcast where we help 9 to 5s create more impact, income, and influence outside their job. Because if you love this podcast, you'll love listening to Janoka a lot more on on that (laughs) one. Uh, Also, if you want to start or you're thinking about starting a six-figure cleaning business without cleaning any houses, check out cleaningbusinessuniversity.com. We give you the full blueprint. And we do some some master classes here and there. Also, we have a YouTube. You can subscribe there. The Heart Harmony. And also on all social media, the Hartrimony. That's T H E H A R T R I M O N Y, which yeah. is a play on matrimony and Hartzogs. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And anything. Oh, also, so only the Hartrimony. You guys don't have your own individual. We do, but we, we don't. Promote. We don't promote it. We do everything yeah. together. Yeah, everything, everything, everything together. Listen, <laughs> I appreciate y'all for coming through. And look, if you're watching this, I appreciate you too. But what are you doing? If you haven't already, taken a second, take a second, take a minute, take an hour out of your day right here, right now. Just go ahead. 
hit that like button and show this episode some love and make sure you go check out Hartrimony on all social media platforms, yeah. the Cleaning Business University and the Side Hustle Pod. I get that right? Yep. Beautiful. All right. And I appreciate each and every single one of y'all for tapping in. But as always, I'm Mar Francois, Janilka Hartzog, Anthony Hartzog. Y'all have been good. We've been great. This has been amazing. And as always, thank you and God bless. Peace. Thank you. Have a good one. Peace. Right. That was great. Thank y'all for having me.